Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How are you today? I'm pretty good, Jeff. How about you? I am doing well. I am. I would like to say I'm well rested, but that is a lie. Because <laughs> for somebody that has a hard time staying up past nine, I have stayed up past midnight two nights in a row, and am trying to figure out how that's happening. <laughs> Catching um, up to you. It is. How, how uh, does this work now? Right. Uh, I got to. I got to be a guest on our friend's two dollar late fee, um, part of their Patreon. Here you get to be a guest for does like does Zach like this, which is like basically music trivia from 1986. Uh, Zach and I were on the team, and then Dustin would play like 30 second snippets, and then we had to guess the artist and song. If we got one right, we got one point. If we got two right, we got two points. And then Dustin had to guess whether he thought Zach liked that song or not, and then. If there was a match, then Dustin got a point. So you can find it on the $2 late fee YouTube page if you wish to watch that. And then uh, second part to that, we then separately talked about for uh, one of the Patreon episodes. Uh, basically uh, talked about like me going to the video store, Tales from the Video Store, uh, and about going what it was like for me, you know, memories I had going and watching or going to the video store, you know, which ones I had favorites for picking and stuff like that. So it was good. Good time. Um, we didn't start till 10 o'clock, you know, Nashville time, eight o'clock there in LA. Cause you know, they like that. And yeah. so we didn't finish till like after midnight. So then the night before I had finished playing uh, Gotham Knight. I finally finished it. I hadn't finished it. And I was telling them last night, I had I don't remember the last video game I've actually completed. Yeah. Because most of the games I played, you know, my 20s at least, were sports games. So there was always an ending there. Uh, but anything with any sort of story mode, yeah, no. I, I, I told them, I said, I think the last one was either Contra or Mario Brothers. Like, it's one of those. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. I've played a lot of games. I just never, I get bored with them, I guess. If I get stuck, I get bored. And then I just quit playing them. And I don't go back and revisit or try and finish it. I just, eh, I'm good. Yeah. Get that, reach that stopping point. It's like, walk away from it. Right. But no, it was great. Uh, So I was up till two that night. And, uh, but yeah. Uh, Grayson had her last rec team competition yesterday. She finished first place in all four categories and overall. So right, good job. congratulations. Yes. And shout out to our Nashville Kramaga family for coming out and supporting Grayson at her gymnastics competition. So it was, uh, I know it meant a lot to her. Definitely meant a lot to uh, Ruth and I for them to take time out of their Sunday to come, come and support. So that props to, uh, Mr. Gomez, Ms. Drew, and Ms. Lauren. So, yep. Now, now starts <laughs> now starts the big deal, big timing, because she'll move from this to uh, first of May. She'll start competition team at gymnastics. So, 
Real fun starts. Yes, <laughs> indeed. The real challenge. So, yep. Yeah. It was good. So, and that's pretty much our weekend. We chilled otherwise. Um, this week, Kyla and some friends are going to their junior prom on Friday. So, so, so this week, she brought the dress she had, but mm-hmm. the alterations probably wouldn't stick. So, my mom's sister ended up taking her out and getting her another dress. Okay. It's uh, pretty much like like a burgundy red. Yeah. And um, took some pictures. I'm not sure if I'm gonna post them. I mean, I'll, okay. I'll next time I see, you, I'll show you. Okay. Um, but um, I took her to see one of the movies I'll be talking about, mm-hmm. and you know, halfway through, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm old enough to see this. Then I had my 16 <laughs> year old <laughs> watching this. But um, if she's telling yeah. you, Dad, I don't think you're old enough to see this. <laughs> we we got out of it. She's like. Man, that was uh, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but good weekend. Awesome. Good relaxing weekend. Great, great, great. Awesome, man. Uh, let's see here. Trailers. We have you posted this on our page too. Um, White men can't jump. Reboot, remake, whatever. Something or other. Yeah. A new one. Yeah. Uh, Dropping on Hulu May nineteenth, which I think is good. <laughs> but I think comparing this trailer to the House Party one, this one actually looks like it might be decent. Okay, because I felt like there was some kish- chemistry among the cast, and it looks like they're having fun with it. You know, I noticed some of the story from the first, from the original, are here, but it's like they're putting a little updated twist yeah. to it. So we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I'm cautiously, cautiously yeah. optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Extra cautious. Yes, because it's the same it director of the house party. So, oh, is it? Oh, ho- hopefully he learned some things from because, like I mentioned in the, in the review, he's mostly directed music videos. So this was his first mm-hmm. feature, and I feel like maybe Warner Brothers had their hand in a lot of things. Yeah. This one maybe not as much, but that's just looking at the trailer. So gotcha. Well, sometimes that can make a difference too. So yeah, I guess we'll find out. Um, next, we have in the Insidious franchise, Insidious: The Red Door dropping in July. So strangely enough, I've seen none of them. <laughs> I think I, I really feel like I've seen the first one. Mm. But those came out like around the same time as the Conjuring movies, and Patrick Wilson's in both of them. So right. I think I get confused sometimes, like with that. So I think I'm going to go back and at least rewatch the first one. Yeah. And then, because I know this is like the third or fourth one, I think. And so, yeah. I'm not sure. Because when I yeah. saw him, I'm like, wait a minute, is he? Is this part of the? Conjuring universe. Yep. Like I said, I'd never i never seen any of the Insidious yeah. movies, so not a clue. Yeah, I think I've I really feel like I've only seen the first one. And I'm only halfway sure about that one. Right. <laughs> there's a 50-50 chance, but there's only a 30% chance of that. Oh, uh, well, the naked gun. Uh next we have the official trailer for American Born Chinese that will drop on Disney Plus May 24th. So I'm looking forward to this one. It looks like a lot of fun. So looks awesome. And then I can't remember if we cover this or not. Um, based on the Stephen King book, The Boogeyman, 
comes to theaters June 2nd. I have seen that trailer. <clears throat> I'll be watching it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who knows? I might even. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Play that one. I'll play with that one by ear. I guess it'll depend. Oh, wait. When's the camera? Oh, that's going to be uh, kind of programming to Spider-Man that week. <laughs> Thanks. So, dang. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe I won't then. We'll see. Uh, yeah, that's all we got as far as trailers. So, dropping into our first feature presentation. Um the one movie both of us saw, I wasn't able to go see another one, just timing didn't work, and uh, yeah. So we watched Ghosted on Apple TV Plus that dropped April 21st, starring, uh, it's rated PG-13 with a runtime of one hour, 56 minutes, so not bad, starring Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, Adrian Brody, and a uh, Tate Donovan and Amy Sedaris. And then a host of cameos, we'll say, because nobody wants those spoiled. No, those are fun. Uh, this was directed by Dexter Fletcher, who uh, I forgot he played uh, Soap in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, it's. So this movie is about Cole, played by Chris Evans, who falls head over heels for an enigmatic Sadie, played by Ana de Armas, but then makes the shocking discovery that she's a secret agent. Before they can decide on a second date, Cole and Sadie are swept away on an international adventure to save the world. So basically, Cole had just gotten dumped by his girlfriend his his family has a farm. He like sells like honey and stuff at farmers markets. <laughs> and he was watching this stand for someone else who has a plant stand. And uh, he meets Sadie, who's just trying to buy a plant. And there's a little bit of chemistry there. They end up talking. They go on a first date. His problem is he always falls head over heels really quickly. And uh, everybody kind of talks about how he's just so needy. And so he's trying to let it go and then never hears back from her after spending an amazing time on their first on their first date, having an awesome time and doesn't ever hear back from her. Well, apparently Cole also has a history of losing things. So he has like little tracking device like tiles. Uh, on all his stuff, and he realizes he left his inhaler. How do you put a tile on an inhaler is what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> right? <I don't> know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it makes, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll go with that, but it's an inhaler. I guess I he loses it a lot, so he probably they, figured out some way to put, a, put a, like a key ring or something like that on it, or who knows. Yeah. But <laughs> he ends up tracking his his inhaler and it's in London. Yeah. So instead of just letting it go, he takes a chance, gets on an airplane and travels to London to try and find her and his inhaler. Yeah. He then gets mistaken for somebody else, you know, good old mistaken identity. And 
uh, gets taken by the bad guys, thinking he's somebody else, and thinking he's a spy, and he's not. And then Sadie has to come to the rescue, and then the adventure continues from there. Yeah. (laughs) So the best way I can word this movie, because someone asked me, oh, you watched it? What did you think? I said, it is fine. It is it is enjoyable. It is very lighthearted. Okay, it's not going to be your your big time action movie with Chris Evans or Ana de Armas at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a light. Like the action's good, but it's going to be fairly light. It's basically a rom com with a lot of action in it, and they're kind of less on the comedy thing because not everything lands, but it's still a fun movie to watch. Yeah. I, th- I thought like it's perfect for my wife. She'll love it. Ruth will love this. So for me, the, only, for the biggest thing was like the first 25 to 30 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. When we're being introduced to these characters, I didn't really quite feel the chemistry between Sadie and Cole, mm-hmm. but you know, I guess just considering Cole's character and how he just, falls for it. I just, I bought it. I was like, okay, it's yeah. fine. You know, and um, like, you know, when she's buying the plant and he's watching the stand, so he's giving her tips on how to take care of the plant. He's like, well, right. I'm not always at home. So well, how about this? Because you can just water it every couple weeks. Yeah. I'm right. going for some months. Bro, let's get you a cactus. <laughs> yeah, let's get you a <laughs> you know? cactus. Yeah. And then, you know, you can see that there there's like undertones and maybe a little flirting, but he doesn't pick yeah. up on it. He doesn't pick yeah. up on the cues, which kind of reminded me. I don't always pick up on cues. I'm like, yeah, so there's no telling how many people that were interested that yeah. I just kind of missed out on because I didn't pick up. Right. On so but like once he gets kidnapped, mistaken for being someone else, that's when it kind of got better for me. But everything before that, I was like, man, they probably could have just montaged it. Yeah. And then. You know, start off with him talking with his family, and they kind of messing with him, and then go from there. But, but yeah, it's it's fine. It's um, it's a little better than I expected because I was watching the trailer. I was like, eh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But we did get to see Anna de Armas doing more action, like we saw mm-hmm. in in uh, the last James Bond movie. Yeah. So we get a little more to see how she'll be with in ballerina. So yeah, I think she handles action well. It's yeah. believable. You know, she's, she's yeah. small, but she's she can take care of she business. She's mighty. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so and it was a nice twist of instead of being the man saving the woman, it's right. flipped. And she's saving yes. him. And he's real not, he's not very well at defending himself. Yeah. And Other than flying. wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Because he wrestled in high school. Yeah. So he's got skills. He just doesn't use them. Yeah. yeah. And then the whole thing with getting on a plane, he doesn't really travel. Yeah. That reminds me of me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can relate to, I was able to relate to his character to some, to some degree. And um, so it's like telling me like, Hey, you need to travel, get your passport yeah. travel. Um, yeah. Then, you know, had some appearances in here that I didn't expect. Cause I never, I never yeah. looked at IMDb yeah. or anything. So when, when I didn't when, either, but I, I, had up, seen, <laughs> I, I had seen an article that says, uh, it was, all I saw was the title. I was like, look at all these MCU characters that pop up and ghost. I'm like, no. Also, you could have just not done that. Maybe waited a week. 
Or just said there's surprising cameos. Yes. <laughs> and just, just left, left it at that. Yeah. But um, when they happened, I was like, man, all right, it was interesting. I yeah. kind of wish they'd spread it out a little bit. Yes. But yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, like you said, it's it's enjoyable. It's fine. Um, it's you know it's for streaming. Yeah. So if you if you have the platform, you're it's just if you have time, check it out. Yeah. It's not too long. Nope. I do feel like they could trim maybe twenty minutes off the beginning, yeah. but then after that, it's it's cool. It's fine. Once it takes off, it takes off. Yeah. That is it, true. So yeah, um, I saw one review was someone said that uh, Ghosted is like the script is so bad it it looked like someone put it in the what is it called chat GP something or other. I don't know. Yeah, God, that's not old GPT. saying that. Yeah, yeah. it's like someone it's like someone put it in Chat GPT and it's still bad. Like it's worse than something like that. I was like, I don't think it was. And I'm like, I'm still watching it. And then I'm like, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's just, it's not, you know, it's not what they wanted because yeah. everybody likes to crap on a rom com. So yeah, yeah. Man, so I, it, I still... it takes it takes a certain kind of tone. Now I will say it's basically. If you gave Lifetime movie, if you gave a, a Lifetime, you know, romance movie, a budget, like yeah. a real budget, this is might be what you get. But at the same time, I don't think that's fair to the movie either. But it's just kind of the reason why I kind of said that is just that you get that kind of feel of what kind of tone it is like. Yeah, it's going to be light. It's not. I mean, the action will be good, but everything else is going to be light and and fun like it's it's just a fun movie now now it's i still would choose the last city or the lost city over over this one because i think it did the action rom-com better but i still enjoyed this it kind of reminded me of uh the spy who dumped me as far as yeah that one's good too yeah it is because what i kept thinking about i'm like it's kind of like that where Mila um, Kunis' boyfriend ends up being a spy, and they end up in a in a bunch of mess. Yeah. And then Chris Evans, Cole, it's like if he had just left it alone, he'd been fine. But he just so happens to be at this certain meeting spot <laughs> right on time and gets kidnapped. Yep. So it's just those those chance moments. Like if he had just stuck to being him, he'd still been on his farm doing his thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh goodness. But it paid off in the end. Right. And. Again, it's it's not a bad movie. It's just uh, you just have to understand what kind of movie you are watching. If, yeah, if that makes you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So the next movie, next and only other movie I've watched this week, I watched uh, Batman, or I rented Batman: The Doom That Came to Gotham, based on the graphic novel by Mike Mignola, who also does like Hellboy and all those, uh, that franchise we'll say. And it's based on that work that he did. This came out, uh, just recently it's PG 13, the runtime of one hour, 26 minutes An ancient evil awakens and only Bruce Wayne can save 1920s Gotham city. Wow. That is the worst summary. Summary. Um, so basically, what happens? Uh, it has it's a, a new interesting take on 
the you know putting it's else worlds so batman's in it's not the canon to the you know normal batman story it takes place in the 1920s depression era bruce is going to find you know bruce has uh, dick grayson uh, jason todd and i forgot i think tim drake and then some other per- you know a couple of characters that aren't part of that universe but uh they're they end up finding a wrecked ship with uh, Professor Copplepot. So uh, the penguin is basically a archaeologist, and they're in the Antarctic, I think, and come across his ship. And this person that they were trying to find has somehow been poisoned or cursed or something. They're not sure what. And so they end up having to bring him back. He kind of becomes like the Mr. Freeze character, but his name's not Victor Freeze, which is, but it's similar attributes, we'll say. And they couldn't find Cobblepot anywhere to bring him back. And then you, all you see is, you know, is Oswald trying going with the penguins. And then you could just tell something is wrong with him, but you don't know what. And he's just sitting there and they end up, you know, leaving on their ship without him because they didn't couldn't find them and they're trying to this mysterious person is talking about this evil that's coming to gotham and basically what the animated film is basically based on a lot of hg uh, wells work there's a lot of hints to like Cthulhu and stuff like that. And that's this cult that's trying to bring back this demon to take over Gotham. You later find out Talia al Ghul has something to do with it. You also see Etrigan, the demon uh, in this and like some of these other reimagined characters from the Batman lore. And it is, it's very well done. And it's one of the, it's only an hour. I mean, it's an hour and 26, but it feels like it's a little bit longer because by about halfway by the halfway point, you think it's about to end, but it's really just starting to take off. And it's very interesting. The animation is beautiful. Um, it's one of my it's one of the better Batman animated movies that has come out recently, at least in my opinion, like at least one that I would be willing to rewatch for sure. But it in the story is pretty original. It's not I don't know, it's different and it's darker, obviously, uh than some of the other Batman stuff. I like what they did with Poison Ivy in this and to try and put it of that time. I thought that they did a really good job with that. And you know, obviously the voice talent's very well done. It's just it's an enjoyable animated movie. I just really am a fan of this one. So if you get a chance to watch it um, right now, it's just on on demand, but if it comes to Redbox or HBO max, eventually definitely worth checking out the doom that came to Gotham. Yeah. It's not Dr. Doom. <laughs> oh, and it is pretty cool. So they took, so poison Ivy went by uh, cause Harvey Dent became mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she walks by and shakes his hand. And in doing so, he ends up having a reaction to the poison ivy, and but only one half of his body. So that's how he becomes disfigured. That's different in that way. So it's not as yeah, it's a different take. 
So it's not acid this time. It's it's poison ivy. It's just had a horrible reaction to it. Yeah. So but I just thought that it's it's cool stuff like that that you're like, okay, this like if we were gonna do this in the 1920s, how would we do this? And so it's a really good uh, it's a really good uh, very well thought out retelling of it. So I'm a fan. And that is it. All right. <clears throat> for me, I am done for this week. So went to check out Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Uh, sent the trailer you knew to my... <laughs> I was not going. Not going. <laughs> and I sent nope. the trailer to my daughter. I'm like, would this interest you? I sent like yeah. the I think the first trailer. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to see it. So we went. Um so this released Friday. Has a runtime of an hour and thirty-seven minutes. Directed by Lee Cronin, and the stars Lily Sullivan as Beth, Alyssa Sutherland as Ellie, Morgan Davies as Danny, Gabrielle Eccles as Bridget, and Nell Fisher as Cassie. So this is a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they gave the most uh, nightmarish version of family imaginable. So it starts off. This is this a weird time jump. We started off the movie um, at a lakeside cabin where some friends are vacationing. It's uh, Teresa, Caleb and Jessica. Um, so <clears throat> Basically, Teresa's reading a book at, on the dock. Caleb is flying his drone and comes close to slicing her in the face with it because it's got like some real kind of sharp blades mm-hmm. and she kind of chastises him for it. It's like, well, it's not going to kill you. The worst thing I'll do is cut your face up. <laughs> you know, just really being whatever. Um, he's the boyfriend of her sister, Jessica, who's in the cabin, sick, not feeling well. So she leave, So Teresa leaves the dock, goes checks on her sister. The next thing you know, her sister's kind of like sitting up in bed speaking in tongues and whatnot and just kind of goes crazy on her to the point where you see in the trailer where she literally scalps her like pulls her hair and just scalps her and this leads to Teresa going back to the dock Caleb sees her then the girlfriend comes out grabs the drone and basically self-mutilates herself and falls into the river Um, Caleb jumps in to save her boom he's done and this this moment just basically leads to the title sequence of Evil Red Evil Dead Rise. That's that's all yeah. purpose is. But after this, we go back the day before, which brings us to um, Beth, who is on tour with a band overseas as their equipment manager. But then this leads her to go back home to L.A. to visit her sister and her nephew and two nieces. Um, <clears throat> so when she arrives. It's kind of like unexpected because her sister's like, when you get mm-hmm. in, so well, I just got to LAX and took a cab and Ubered over real quick. So they're kind of catching up. Beth finds out that um, Ellie's husband left them like two months ago when she kind of gets mad at Ellie for not telling her because she could have came back and helped them out because the building they're in is about to be torn down. It's pretty much run down. They're about to sh- uh, yeah. tear it down. So while they're catching up, Ellie sends the kids to get pizza. And when they come back, an earthquake happens. So the result of this earthquake creates a hole in the garage that they're in. And it shows that there's a bank vault. 
So Danny, the oldest, jumps down and investigates. Why? I don't know. Why would you do that after an earthquake? Uh, my aftershocks. Yep. So he discovers some old records. He himself has, you know, early in the movie, show him DJing and whatnot. So he's like, oh, cool records added to my collection. But then he comes across the Book of the Dead. <laughs> so he he kind of calls up to his sister about it. She said, just leave it alone. Don't don't bother it. But of course, he brings it into the house. And when he gets back to the room, he tries opening the book, but it's closed by the teeth. Nicks his finger and the blood drops on the on the book and it gets absorbed. And then the book opens. So they're flipping through the pages, seeing all the images, the haunting imagery and everything. And so his sister's like, Bridget's like, take it back, put everything back, the records, the book, put it back. And because of the, the earthquake, Ellie's not letting them leave. So he says, you know, first thing in the morning, I'll return it. But of course, the damage is done. And this leads to Ellie doing laundry and Brings us to our first scene that we see in the trailer where she comes back in the house, scrambles some eggs, shells and all, you know, you know, I guess mm-hmm. make it more fulfilling or whatever. And she's obviously possessed. And, um, you know, most movies when you have kids, you think the kids would be safe or at least one may get injured. But, um, yeah, yeah. In this movie, nobody's safe. <laughs> Everybody's Dang. has the potential of getting hurt. Um, it's, I don't know. It it pretty much gets crazy. Like I was sitting there, thinking like, I don't know if I'm old enough for this. And then I'm sitting right. here with my with my 16 year old. She's watching it, and you know she hadn't really said anything. I'm just kind of looking at the corner of my eye. She just like eyes big and whatnot. Uh, there are some really grotesque imagery. There is an eye moment that as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yep, this officially makes Jeff too young for this. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and uh, got a little decapitation, a lot of blood, like lots and lots of blood. <laughs> um, um, like before it gets to the actual horror elements, pacing's kind of off. It's a little slow. Even though it's an hour and 37 minutes, it does feel mm-hmm. kind of drags a little bit. But once, you know, mom comes in, she's possessed, and it just kind of takes off from there. And by the end of the movie, uh, somebody, there was a group of people in the front, and one of them just yelled out, like screaming, clapping, like yes, this is mm. this is what I'm talking about. Like, so he he mm. he really enjoyed it. He really enjoyed it. <laughs> and it's been a while since I've seen Evil Dead One and Two. I yeah. still haven't watched Army of Darkness. Oh, that's I, the it's still on my that's list. my favorite. That's my yeah. favorite. Still on my list. And I didn't watch mm. the 2013 reboot. I haven't watched that either. Mm. So I went in pretty much blind because it's been a while since I've watched anything from the Evil Dead franchise. Um. You know, of course, horror movie, it's not too strong with story plot. It's just, hey, they find the book and Danny is playing the records in reverse. And it's basically uh-huh. the chanting and all that. Yeah. And um, even uh, Bruce Campbell does a voice cameo as like one of the priests. Yeah. And um, but um, it's like, man, just leave stuff alone. If you see something with demonic imagery, just don't leave touch well it. enough alone. Yeah. Just, just leave it be. Just leave it be. Uh, but it's, it's interesting. It's entertaining on a very gross level. Yeah. So if you're into blood, gore, and all that, you'll, you'll like it. You know, just go for that. Don't think too much about the story or anything. It's just putting these characters in place so we can have all this horror, horror stuff happen. Yeah. 
So it, apparently 1,720 gallons of fake blood was used for the movie. Surprise, that's all. Because <laughs> like, there's a scene they yeah. show in the trailer with the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Like that's where most of it yeah. was. That's yeah. got some that's got some good little twist of humor in it too. It just takes a minute to get going. Yeah. Once once because yeah. after I walked out, like I wasn't sure about it because I was watching it and like I don't know if I'm gonna like this. And then it started picking up. I was like, okay. And my daughter said the same thing. She's like, I didn't know. But then when it went, it's like that was a lot. Yeah. She's like, I'm glad we watched it during the day because at night I wouldn't have been able to sleep. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh, man. So my next movie, I took a trip down a 24 lane with Ari Aster and Joaquin Phoenix, their collaboration. Uh, Bo is afraid. <clears throat> yep. Also released Friday coming in at two hours and 59 minutes. <laughs> just 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 a bit under three hours. But it does feel yeah, very much like very much like it. <laughs> That, my friend, is why I did not go see it this week. Because yeah. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to make a 9 or 9.30 show <laughs> and stay awake for this movie. I went no. to the 9.35. And I was struggling just because I'd worked. Yeah. And I didn't really get enough sleep the night before. Yeah. I wish I'd went to the 8.40 on Thursday instead. I almost went to that one, yeah. But uh, I was like... Yeah, and it's 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 not a boring movie. It's just if you're not rested, those slow yeah. moments you just get relaxed, and yep. which is weird during the Ari Aster movie. You shouldn't exactly. get relaxed at all. Ooh. But um, <laughs> so uh, per IMDb, uh, following the sudden death of his mother, a mild-mannered but anxiety-ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an <clears throat> on an epic Kafka-esque odyssey back home. So we start off pretty much with the birth of Bo, like everything is black mm-hmm. and you just hear, you know, nurses in the background. Then the visuals start getting a little blurry and they don't get real graphic in it. But you just, yeah. you know, child has been born. Yep. You hear a mother screaming like, why is he not crying? Why is he not making any noise? So they're suctioning him. And then the doctor grabs his legs, turns him upside down and smacks him on the butt. And he starts crying. So Bo was born. But we fast forward to <clears throat> a therapy session where Bo's going to talk to his therapist and he brings up that he's going to visit his mom. And it's been a while since he's done so. In the middle of this, his mom calls, but he just looks at the phone and lets it go to voicemail. <laughs> so his therapist asks him, you know, how he feels about visiting his mom after such a long time. And it's like the anniversary of his father's death and just how is he feeling about it? But Bo's kind of dodging the question and talking about other things. Yeah. So the next question is the me- medication he's taken. How is it helping him with his anxiety? Um, Bo kind of hesitates. So the doctor decides to prescribe an experimental drug to help him with that, but advises that he must take it with um, water. He can't take it without water. Doesn't tell him what will happen. Just says just make sure yeah. you always take the water. So <clears throat> he leaves, takes his first set, drinks some water, picks up a gift for his mom, which is a, like a porcelain statue with the woman holding the baby. And then there's a man on a building that's about to jump and the people are encouraging him to do so. <laughs> so I have the phones out recording it. You know how it goes. Wins on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't we don't get to see the result of that because he, yeah. he leaves. It's kind of crazy. It shows Forrest Pugh looking up screaming. <laughs> um, so we get to see Bo's neighborhood where he lives, and it's pretty much very crime-ridden, ridden, dirty. A lot of just crazy people around, drug dealers. You have um, in the news report uh, a naked man that's going around randomly killing people, stabbing them. All right. So there's a man outside who's kind of covered in tattoos, weird eye contacts, and he spots Bo like booking it, running track star style to his apartment, trying to get in before this man confronts him. And he makes it in. You know, he's he's just afraid of his neighborhood. (laughs) He's living in a bad neighborhood. He he hates it there. Uh, He goes in, eats a microwave dinner. Tries to get sleep because he's heading out the next day to visit his mom. While he's sleeping, he's receiving notes under his door from neighbors telling him to keep the noise down. Music's too loud. There's no music. And like every hour or so, the neighbors sliding a letter under the door complaining about noise. After about the third one, then you hear loud music playing. Not sure if it's coming from the apartment next to him, above him, below him. Not sure. So Bo just puts his fingers in the air, goes to sleep. And just lays there. Not sure if he actually sleeps, but the next morning comes, music's still playing, his alarm clock's going off, and the music stops, and he hears his alarm clock, wakes up, looks at the clock. It's almost 4 o'clock. His flight leaves about 5.30. <laughs> so he overslept. <laughs> so he, he's jumping up, frantically trying to get everything he needs to take with him. Um, uh, he even heads out the door, and he forgets one more thing. When he goes inside, he leaves his key in the door, and his bag outside. So when he comes back out, both are gone. And so he's like, okay, what happened? I was gone. He was gone like maybe three seconds. And just like that, keys are gone, bag's gone. He asked the the, the maintenance man he sees in the hallway, like if he saw anybody that took it. And then maintenance man gets smart with him. Just like, hey, you're screwed, buddy. You know, just something real, like, why would you say that? Type yeah. <clears throat> so he calls his mom. To explain what happens. And, you know, first she's excited. She's like, where are you at? Are you on the plane? The stat? He's like, no, but I'll be leaving soon. So he finally yeah. admits that he's still at home, but his key's been stolen. And his ticket, because it was in his bag, stolen as well. So you notice her attitude changed from excitement to just kind of being dismissive. Because she's yeah. like, oh, you just don't want to visit me. It's all right. But he's asking her, what should I do? Because if I leave, yeah, people will come in, <laughs> you know, because I, right. I can't lock my door. And so she's just like, well, I'm sure you do what's best <laughs> and hangs up on him. So this kind of puts him, his anxiety up a lot. And so yeah. he ends up taking his medication, realizes he's out of water, bottle of water's empty, and he goes to get water from the sink. Apparently they shut the water down, so he has no water. <laughs> and he took this medication. He's looking on the internet to see what the side effects are for taking it. And he focuses on one of them being death. <laughs> So he's really freaking out. <laughs> so he's looking out the window, convenience store. Somebody just happens to be putting out water. So he's like, I need to get to the convenience store. But I don't have my key. If I go out of the building, I can't get back in. So, but <clears throat> he takes phone book, props the door open and just darts off across the street, which they show in the trailer with him running as somebody's trying to get his attention to help him out. But he's trying to get to the convenience store, gets the water, drinks it. Tries to pay, cards declined, and it's like, well, I just used it today because I got my medicine. How's it declined? Right. So, so he ends up paying cash, 
But while he's trying to pay, he keeps end up being short and he's looking behind him. Literally everyone in the street starts making his, their way in the building. That's about 30 people. <laughs> so he's trying to pay. The clerk is threatening to call the police because he's not paying. So he's like, look, I'm trying to find change. Give me a minute. But he's just seeing everybody going to the building. Yeah. He's, he's freaking out. So once he finally pays, he even takes money from the Make-A-Wish change thing and just, here, just take this. <laughs> so he leaves. Right as he's getting to the door, a woman who's walking away turns around, pulls the phone book out, and door locks. And he's just like, he's, he's like looking every which way, like, I don't I don't know what to do. Like, he, he's having trouble making his decision. Yeah. So he ends up climbing on the scaffolding on the side of the building, looks into his apartment. People are using his stove, cooking food, eating all his microwave food, partying, having sex on his couch, just living it up. And he ends up falling asleep there. And he wakes up. Everybody's gone. The main door to the building, the, the glass is shattered, so he walks yeah. in. And out front of his door, the tattooed man is laid out. Bite mark on his chest, like near his collarbone. Presumably dead. Yeah. So he goes in, like his house, his apartment's just trashed. And then his monitor has a shoe in it, but it still works. It's just real blurry. <laughs> and so he's trying to figure out what's up with his car, but he can't. It's like he has no access anymore. Wow. So he tries, he tries to get to call his mom. Uh, goes to voicemail. He gives it a minute. Tries again, then just some random person answers. And it's like, uh, I'm the UPS guy. You know, I came to deliver something. I smelled something weird. And so I checked it out, and there's a woman dead. <laughs> and so he's like, are you sure? And it's like, yeah, somebody's mom. <laughs> so the guy says, you know, maybe you just misdialed. So hang up, call back, and maybe I won't answer. Right. So he calls back, and then the dude answers it. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> And so, so now Bo's trying to do everything he can to keep himself together. Yeah. He's having a hard time to do. He runs some water. Actually, before this, he runs water, to, runs bath water. Then he gets the news and he just kind of stands in place and just the rest of the day, he's just standing in place, doesn't move, then dropped his phone, water's running. He finally re- comes to, and he's sitting in the water and he has water dripping down, but it happens to be one of the people that broken to his house that's still kind of hanging on the roof like above the bed above the tub yeah. just just holding himself up struggling to keep himself and he falls yeah. down and then he freaks out runs out naked no clothes he makes eye contact with the other naked guy that's actually going around killing people <laughs> and then he sees a police officer and tries to get help but of course it's a young young police officer kind of freaks yeah. out draws his weapon because, you know, he got this report of a naked guy going around killing somebody. Right. Yeah. And the only thing he has in his hand is the statue he bought for his mom, which he drops. And then he proceeds to get hit by a car. And then from the moment he gets hit by that car, shit just gets crazy. <laughs> but it's, it's everything like the first mm. maybe 30 minutes of the movie. And they still oh have two and a half hours to go. And it's just it's just a trippy ride from there. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'll, I will say the, the people that hit him, take him in, take care of him. And he does explain to him that his mom's passed away. And he's trying to get to her and they promise to take him. But a lot of things keep happening that prevent it. Yeah. Um, they have a son and a daughter. And then um, son died in the military. 
they're taking care of the person that served with him because he has PTSD. Yeah. So Bo gets the sister or the daughter's room, which she's mad about, doesn't like him. You know, all Bo's trying to do is get to his mom. That's that's all he's yeah. trying to do. But it's just crazy, crazy stuff. It's very Ari Aster, very weird, like Joaquin Phoenix. It's a good combination. I'll just say that. Yes. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, I was just, it's kind of like when, when I watched Hereditary, mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was watching by the end of it. I kind of walked out yeah. feeling the same way with this. So yeah. I feel like it deserves more than one watch. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of going inside his mind with memories he has. And um, some of the people he meets brings up some thoughts he has about his possible future or his past. And just confronting some things he didn't really confront before. And um, it, but it, it's, it's definitely a 24 Ari Aster, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. It's about as crazy as you would think putting all that together. Yep. <laughs> but be rested before you go. Yes. That's the plan. And that's yeah. why. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't be like me. Right. Work at eight hours. Yeah. Then, nope. <laughs> then, you know, I right, thought about it. I'm like, yeah. 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 But it's worth a watch. It's, okay. I'm definitely going to add it to my collection once it okay. comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 And then briefly, I did check out the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. Um, it's pretty much like the old show. It's very campy. Acting mm-hmm. is eh, so-so. But um, <clears throat> so I hadn't watched most of the Power Rangers stuff after the main line and characters kind of and actors left. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. But apparently at some point, Zordon sacrificed himself to defeat Rita and Lord Zed. Um, Rita was made good. Her evil essence was still out there. Billy was trying to um, bring back Zordon, thinking he attached himself to his energy source, but it was actually Rita, which kind of uh, merged with Alpha. So that's yeah. why she has the robot body. <clears throat> uh, okay. And so the Rangers are fighting her. And in the process of that, um, Green Ranger, Tommy, Pink Ranger, Kimberly, Red Ranger, Jason all get captured by Rita and her new monsters. And then she's about to hit the death blow on Billy, but then Trini, kind of like one of the older episodes when Billy's cornered, yeah. Trini fights her fear of heights to, to, to rescue him. She jumps in front of the beam and boom, that's how her character dies. But she has a daughter. Okay. And so okay. Billy and Zach are kind of arguing over whether they should tell her because if they tell her, you know what happened they had to tell her everything and being a ranger is kind of secret yeah billy's against it zach says no we need to tell her everything (laughs) and um but of course she kind of walks in as they're talking about it and finds out what happened and zach does train her so she can you know defend herself and you know rita has this 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 goal of trapping all the rangers to get this powerful portal so she can kind of bring back her old self that's kind of the plot Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But it's only it's like fifty five minutes. It's a special, uh, kind of like a one off deal. Just a 30, 30 year anniversary celebration of <clears throat> of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers port portion. And um, at the end, they have a nice tribute to the actors to play Trini, and even a tribute to um, I can't think of the actor's name to play Tommy, but they have like a a memorial for them at the end. But it's it's a cool callback to the old 90s, yeah. early Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it was a lot. 55 minutes was much better than the movie they came out with. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. And even Zach did his little break dance fight that he did in the show. So it was a cool little callback yeah. for that. And yeah. Yeah. Been cool. If they could have got everybody back. Like right. Original, but if everybody had yeah. actually been able to shoot their scenes, but, but it was still good. It was good for what it was. And that is all I have. Okay. Oh, that's all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, better luck next time. One more? One more? (laughs) No, no, I can't handle any (laughs) more. I can't do it. Uh, No, man, that's that's more than plenty. I really just feel like I dropped the ball this week. But no, we just, you know, time and space and yeah things more time than anything because i really wanted to see bo's afraid but yeah i just i'm not i was like there's no way i'm gonna be able to hang i'm not gonna be able to make it he says after yeah uh it's different when you're playing a a game that's keeping you engaged with things and this this movie is just a lot of downtime and if you're already kind of bogged down from the day (laughs) it's like you're just ready for nap well i struggle and it's well, and it's different if I'm at home and I'm watching something yeah. versus, hey, I have to leave here. At a, I have to be done parenting <laughs> at right. this time so I can leave to go do this. Yeah. <laughs> travel. Yes. To go. And it's not even that far of a travel, but still, it's just the whole process. And then going and then, you know, committed to it, sitting, watching, and then going back home and then having to get you know, then actually have to try and get at least a little bit of sleep yeah. and then get started again. So it's, yeah. it's something, but it's, it's, it's all good though. And I will definitely make an effort to go see it this week because this week we don't have a whole lot coming out, at least as far as like movies we have been excited for. Yeah. Uh, we have the big George Foreman movie, which I still haven't seen a trailer for uh, polite society. Yep. Which I know you're interested in. And are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, based on the book. Young adult kids book. Yeah. And then I think Sisu's coming out, but I'm sure it's gonna probably be a limited release. So like it'll probably play like Belcourt or Green Hills or somewhere like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to watch it because I have a yeah, a nine to five work day. So I'm gonna try to see if something I can catch. Maybe catch two that yeah. day. <laughs> yep. Be yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did finally get Ruth to watch the fifth screen movie, not the most recent, but the fifth one, the one before it. the first one with it's the first Jenny Ortega movie, screen movie. And she, they were like 45, we're like 45 minutes into it. And she goes, why did it take me this long to watch this movie? I said, I've been, I said, I don't know. I've been wondering that myself because she loves the screen movies. Yeah, and so I was like, "Yeah, I've been trying to get you to watch." It. I know, I know. I'm like, yeah, uh, it's just like when's the when's the new one coming out? So I looked it up, May second. It will be streaming on Peacock. Okay, Good. or Peacock or Paramount, one of the two, whatever it's probably streaming. Paramount. Think, that's where. That's where. Paramount. Yeah, yeah, Paramount. <clears throat> I get but those you know, two with the streaming stuff. It's streaming licensing. Whatever. Wherever they want to do with it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Paramount. Yeah, because uh, now, 2nd, 2nd. most of the Spider-Man movies are on Disney Plus now. 
the yeah. Tony McGuire trilogy, the first Amazing Spider-Man, and then um, I think Homecoming is next month. Okay. Then at some point they'll have them all on there. Okay. Uh, look at Disney trying to go and be like Pokemon and go catch them all. Right. <laughs> Sony's playing nice. Yep. It's probably limited. They probably got a, a yeah. two, maybe a oh, yeah. two, then gone again. Or renew it. Yeah. Pay them even more money. So. And this week I'm going to yeah. try to watch some movies that came out this past week. You know, Guy Ritchie's Covenant. Yep. Uh, that um, Chevalier, or however you say it. Yes. Yeah. Trying to watch that. Um, there's a lot of stuff that maybe not high on my list, but yeah. I still want. To yeah, but it. still, yeah, yeah. And I, I think there's still. There. I feel like there's some. Okay, I still want to go see that. Yeah, so I'm holding so, off on that for a little bit. Yeah, okay. But I will say I thought it was pretty good going in. Okay. thinking I wouldn't like it, but it's good. I'll just say yeah, that. that's that's dude. I still need to see John Wick. Like I'm so behind on a lot of movies. Yeah, right. Dang. So mad about that. I know it'll probably be on Peacock before I can go see it in theater because it'll also be shortened on its times. It'll be available to where I won't be able to go watch it anyways. Yeah. And then I'll be mad. <laughs> and then I'll just be yeah. mad. Because it came out last month, so we're yeah, we're almost to the point where <laughs> limited. Yep. I'm pretty sure that re- I'm hoping they re-release it. <clears throat> Shoot, they keep re-releasing Avatar. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But yeah, it uh, so um, at this point, I just wanted to go ahead and just be like available to purchase. Yeah. Like if I can just go ahead and purchase John Wick Four, I'll be happy because then I can just watch it at home and uh, just add it to my ever-growing collection, digital collection. So uh, yeah, uh, speaking of purchasing, I pre-ordered Creed Three that comes out yeah. next month, physical. And then I went ahead and pre-ordered John Wick 4. There's no release date for it, but I'm figuring it may be end of May, early June. Yeah. So I went ahead and pre-ordered because I, I, I already know. Yep. Um, yeah, the... And uh, if you want to own Scream 6 digitally, it'll be available, uh, or at least expected, tomorrow, actually. And then it'll be on Paramount. The next week. So there you go. Cool. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, oh, uh, have you gotten caught up on Mandalorian? No, I'm, I'm, okay. I know it's the season is ended. So yeah. Yep. I think I was about two or three episodes in, so I've got okay. some catching up to do. Yes. The, in my opinion, the last two episodes are my, are the best definitely from the season. Mm-hmm. It is also the last two episodes are probably better than the entire Obi-Wan series for me because I didn't like the Obi-Wan series, but that's not yeah. saying much. I just think there's a lot more going on. The stakes are a lot higher, so okay. I enjoyed it more. So, yep. It's on my list. Yep. <clears throat> and then um, I don't even remember. I'm still watching. Um, I haven't been as impressed with this season of Perry Mason on HBO max, mm-hmm. but I'm still watching it. I still like it. It's just not as interesting, but it's still good. It doesn't make it bad. It just means I'm not as interested in this case as it was the previous season. And 
Uh, Rabbit Hole's still okay. It's it started off strong. It's okay. It's still doing its thing. Um, it's not bad. Uh, and that is on Paramount, actually. That one I know is on Paramount to watch with Kiefer yelling at people. Um, oh, um, I saw that. So there's a new coming to Apple TV Plus May 12th uh, still. It's a Michael Jackson or Michael Jackson, Michael J. Fox uh, documentary. Oh, yeah. Looks really good. For that. Yeah. yeah. And I saw that Andrew McCarthy is making a Brat Pack documentary. So I'm excited about that. Should be good. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that's all I got. Just plenty. <laughs> yeah. I watched some stuff on streaming that I'll probably start slipping into mm-hmm. <clears throat> some weeks, even some older stuff that I had never watched. So got, okay. got things on my, my backlog to pull in if I have. Boom. Yeah. I'm trying to get just be prepared just in case Always good. I'm not able to make it out and then you know got my bench my bench movies there you go pull out. <laughs> <laughs> my six man <laughs> six man exactly definitely awesome well on behalf of Patrick and I we hope everyone has a great week thanks for listening if you enjoyed our show and have a moment please rate and review it helps us out a lot also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.